So, are you ready for some serious shenanigans? Welcome to BV Nation Radio with J.W. and Carl. Welcome, everybody, to another outstanding edition of BB Nation Radio. I'm your host, J-Dub, coming at you on remote from Camp Robertson, just outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, for some high-speed dream compliments of Uncle Sam. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, God, you dropped the goddamn ball again. I didn't. Oh. I, uh, no, you you missed. Yes, you missed that right. one. No, you missed it. You missed it. Play it again. Oh, play it again. Play it again. Just outside of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting the damn. Uh, I was expecting the stripes uh, clip again. But where the hell have you been, soldier? <laughs> Training, sir. What kind of training, son? Army training, sir! Army training, son! (laughs) (laughs) And back in studios, always in the Cowboy Technology Studios, live from Oregon City, Oregon, is my co-host, Carl. Carl! Ah. And our producer, the high-tech redneck himself, good old Josh. All right, so before we get too much more into things, let's go ahead and get a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, Bulldog here. I realize that you have plenty of options when it comes to veteran apparel, but the only way you're going to truly know which one you like and which one feels best for you is if you check them all out. So I'm asking you, go to threatcon5clothing.com and check out our wide variety of hats, hoodies, stickers, and, of course, T-shirts. That's www.threatcon5clothing.com. American made, combat veteran approved. And don't forget, wear the grenade. Hi, everyone. J-Dub here from BB Nation Radio to speak with you about our friends over at Warrior Point. Warrior Point is a nonprofit organization focused on bringing veterans together to help service members from all branches and all areas of service to help rebuild the camaraderie forged between service members during their time in the military. And Warrior Point strives to accomplish their mission just like you do during your time of service. There's no fees to join and it's 100% free. So log on to warriorpoint.org and become one of the uncommon few. Why's it always take the hard times to get people back together again? But I believe in America. I believe in America. One nation under God, still proud and strong. everybody and we are back want to go ahead and do a couple quick facebook shout outs to our usual pages uh over to our friends over to zero two thirty 
Gross with balls. As well as U.S. Alpha Veteran Humor, all the other pages of the Warfighters Coalition, as well as our fans and friends and family of Backwoods Veterans and many, many more. Make sure if you guys want to go ahead and chat with us tonight, you can go ahead and catch us right there on the Spreaker app. So feel free to uh, take along and chit-chat with us. The guys in the studio got that all queued up, and they're uh, jaw-jabbering away over there. Uh, if you guys like, you can also go ahead and email us to chime in on the conversation as well over at B B V. Oh my God, I can't freaking talk tonight. Back with ah, B W Veterans. B W Veterans at gmail dot com. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. So, anyhow, huh, I tell you what, dude, this last week has just freaking killed the brain. Just saying. So, yeah, what what uh, what's what, going on, man? Yeah, what, what are you what, what are you, are you doing? doing? So I'm out here going out here at Camp Robinson, just outside of Little Rock. Selling VCRs in Arkansas. At a <laughs> dude, I tell you what, man. Speaking of Walmart, dude, I tell you what. You walk into that mansion freaking two o'clock in the morning. It's literally the people of Walmart around this place. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Hey, remember what I said last week about yeah. freaking, uh, listening for banjos and keeping the sphincter tight? <laughs> yep, yep. So how many people have you but seen hey, in, uh, paddle, in paddle boats this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? It hasn't really been all that bad since I've been down here, in all honesty. I mean, it's been it's been really cool. The folks around here have been very, uh, very hospi- uh, hospitable. And, yeah, they do their best to take care of us down here, so I can't complain in one bit. Uh so, but yeah, going through this hazmat certifiers course, so trying to get that all done and taken care of. Nice long uh, two week course. Uh, I know I got some friends of mine from the uh, from my class that are listening in tonight. So shout out down the hall to those guys. Uh, trying to think of what else. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. So now, Josh, I sent you uh, sent you guys some photos and a couple little video clips of my shenanigans over the weekend that I've been having down here. I watched your live video, dude. That was, uh, they so, got some pretty cool stuff going on over there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here it goes. Uh, uh, that was a fun time. Got a chance to go do some wheeling with my buddy, uh, Zach, the cop. So he's one of the guys that's in my class. And, yeah, been a good time hanging out with him this weekend. Uh, had a chance to go down to the William J. Clinton Presidential Library today. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my condoms do have the presidential seal on them. Want to see the eagle's big? Oh my God! Yeah, I tried to find a cigar exhibit, but it wasn't around. I was highly disappointed. <laughs> so and it was funny too because here uh, later on, I'm going to post up a picture. Uh, actually, in the friggin' museum part of the library, they actually have a uh, a mock. Oval Office. It's a complete 100 down to the finest detail replication of what the Oval Office looked like and everything during the Clinton administration. I was highly disappointed, though. There was no cigar and robot Monica under the desk, man. <laughs> I got a picture of me sitting behind the freaking desk because then they're on the phone like I'm talking to freaking Putin himself or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> and didn't you almost get kicked out or something? Yeah, what was that all about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I sat there and I got one foot up on the uh, up on the desk. And before I get the second one up, the gal that was sitting there inside there, she was just like, "You put the second one up there, you're gone." 
like, what? I just wanted to get my picture taken with my feet up smoking a cigar. But, yeah, apparently they didn't think too kindly of that one. But, eh, it is what it is. Try to make light of something, and, yeah, apparently you get your pecker whacked for it. Yeah. Not in a good way. They took you outside and whacked your pee-pee. Well, it was, a, it was a Clinton library, so, I mean, I figured it was really <laughs> fitting. <laughs> so, Bailiff. what's been going on back there, guys? Oh, dude. Well, uh, uh, we had some feedback from last week's show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, your mother was listening. <laughs> She's probably listening now, too, so oh. I'll probably get another phone call. Oh. See, I told, I told I told Josh I wasn't going to drop the F-bomb <laughs> at all, and then he got me to do it. This little son of a bitch over here got me to drop the F-bomb. <laughs> like it was my fault. And you did it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Emma oh, calls me and goes, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what I got. Really? Really? I only listen to part of the show sometimes because it's so explicit. I'm like, Mom, put your headphones in. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> Love you, Mom. And Just she saying. goes, really? You said you weren't going to, but you did it. And I'm like, oh, that was loud. The hell? Uh, that's All called right. uh, somebody didn't turn their phone off. Sorry, my bad. Gosh. Going through and trying to do the crap you told me to do, but yeah, anyhow. Yeah, I know I don't see it either. But uh, by anyway. the way, I already did that. Just so you know. Oh. Uh, well, then what the hell, guy? Hey, you took too long. So, yeah, whatever. That's because <laughs> I'm trying to make sure everything's lined up on this side, going over our news and everything else that we do. So. Hey, it's not our fault. You're not shenanigans. Shenanigans. You should, I call shenanigans. shenanigans? Oh. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't have it on hand. Got him again. Damn. Yeah. That, see that? That's bullshit. Ah, that is bullshit. That's funny. What's, fu- what's funny is I actually do have it. It's just, it just not, wasn't. It's not on the board. <laughs> oh my lord! No man. And then uh, Carl. So what did you do today? Oh God! You really want to go there? I want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't we do every show, man. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we got to bring it all out. I don't want to talk about it. I'm really upset. No, no, no. We're gonna talk about it. Ah oh, shit. All right, so I went wheeling today. See, you're out wheeling in the sun. I was wheeling in the snow. There's still snow up on on Luddy, you know, Estacada. Well, from what I saw in pictures, there's a lot of snow up there. There is. There was about a foot and a half or so in some spots of where it hadn't been ran over or cookies cut, you know, turned to, like, mush. So we were playing around, and I ended up getting too far flexed out, and the wheel went up into the wheel well and wouldn't let let, let me go. And I uh, swear to God, I heard the clutch packs for the limited slip break. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and so I had to get pulled out by a Chevy. Go on. And then I went up top and I tried to pull the Chevy out. Go on. And I put him in a tree. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up having to winch him out. Oh, you Go on. There it goes. And then I think I spun main rod bearings in the Jeep. Carl, that kills people. No, that kills jeeps. <laughs> well, I don't have a llamas. I, I was I was so. so angry that I decided to hit every mud hole on the way down. This is awful, Carl. Who was dude? The things just caked in like mud mud water. Like looks like someone just like washed it with a dirty brush. So Damn. drove no, it home. Like barely. Slow. Sorry, go ahead. Barely drove it home. Barely made it home. 
Every time you accelerate, you hear it go, and you're like, God, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. It's just bearings. It's just main bearings. I can drop the bottom and out. I wait, can... wait. What sound did it make? <laughs> no, it almost sounded like you were going to say gargle, gargle, gargle. Gargle, gargle. Got it home. Put in the part. Oh, put in the driveway man. and shut it down, and it's all instead of it just normally just quitting. You can hear right. everything like rattle apart. I swear. Oh shit! <laughs> it sounded terrible. Well, it's like so. Uh, so here Saturday, yesterday, when Zach and I were up, we were at, when we were out there at Carter's, uh, we actually found one hole. That's what one she said. Muddy hole. That's what and she said. It, that's what? That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're sitting there in the Jeep. We get done checking out the obstacle course and everything else. Well, down the other end, they got a nice narrow mud hole next to the wheelie hole, as they call it, bringing a big old water slash mud pit down there where everyone takes their quads, with snorkels in, and goes swirling yes. around and shit. Awesome. So anyhow, um, Zach kind of looks over me. And I look at him. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to go for it. You sure it's a good idea? Yep. Freaking hammer down, buddy. Got that 2011 freaking JK hammered down. And yeah, fortunately, <laughs> he was able to somewhat angle out of it and he had a winch. So yeah, we were able to get ourselves out of that one, but he damn near vapor locked it, dude. Freaking stalled it out, everything. It, it was a bad spot. What the hell are you two freaking girls gossiping about over there? Oh, this freaking wonderful extra laptop we got laying around is uh, either I'm illiterate or um, it's slow. Or It's probably a combination of both. Well, yeah. Hey, at least I got something to use. I ain't complaining. (laughs) Yeah, right. I haven't had enough. Yeah, that's true. I haven't had to uh, go out and buy my one yet. Not yet, man. I'm still hurting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And on top of everything else... My boss tells me that I can't drive tow truck until August because something comes out of my record. So now I'm what? jobless. Rut row again. Uh, yeah. See, I told Hello. you, Josh. No, it's not that. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and and, and uh oh, did we lose the hell him? Just happened. We lose him? Did we lose him? No, we're here. We're here. Are you there? What? The... Uh oh. Yeah, that was weird. It just like lagged out for a minute. So did you? It was weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird because it was just like a complete stall and back at it. Ugh, I hate remote. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always have the cell phone backup if we have to, so. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So that's why we got it. So anyhow, I went Josh, and had- whenever you're done dinking around with Carl's laptop over there, we'll go ahead and uh, crack into uh, some of our news, man. There it goes. Now I did it. All right. Yay, Carl's working again. First story coming up. This one is out of Time Magazine of all all places. So (laughs) Chinese Space Lab is going to fall to Earth, and nobody knows where it will land. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Yes, Houston, we have a very major problem. 
Mind you, this article was published March 21st, so here a few days ago. Chinese Space Lab Tiangong-1, or Heavenly Palace, is set to fall back to Earth sometime at the end of March or beginning of April. The catch? It's unclear where it would fall. The 19,000-pound space lab, China's precursor to the space station, according to NPR, was decommissioned and deorbited in 2016 after being in use for nearly five years, popular mechanics reported. It has been replaced with Tiangong 2. Tiangong 1's fall to Earth is different from that of other space debris, which often have a controlled burn through the atmosphere and land in the ocean. Initially, Tiangong 1 was expected to fall towards the end of 2017. As the lab has gotten lower, however, it has been easier to protect, quote-unquote, when... 30 March to 6 April, according to the European Space Agency. The agency notes that this is highly variable. However, because the lab orbits the Earth several times per day, according to popular mechanics, the wear is nearly impossible to predict. The organization Aerospace Corporation predicts that it will be somewhere between the north of 42.7 degrees north latitude or south of 42.7 degrees south latitude. Well, at least that's a small uh, area. Right. Now, here's a funny thing about it. You know, so like I said, this this report came out March 21st. Now, I caught on, what was it, here two days ago, a couple days later. Excuse me for a second. Um, that apparently they do have a general idea of where this thing may go down at now. As far as the time frame, it's still about the same. Now, here's a kicker. Has a Pacific Northwest connection. Uh-oh. Now they're going to be saying it's probably going to be somewhere off the West Coast. It's anywhere between 250 miles offshore west of basically, well, if you go direct line from where Eugene is, go straight out that way and you know out to that side of the coast i don't remember what town's close by there it's like south of newport or some shit so but yeah about 250 miles off the coast of newport is that like florence or something or uh maybe yeah i think maybe down around (laughs) florence but anyhow in that region down there and yeah all the way to into central oregon Watch it. Watch the trajectory be completely wrong, and it land right next to the Peter and Irondale. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch. Two shipwrecks on the coast. Yeah, only that one would be. Uh, how how is it said again? I can't what? It. Tiangong. Tiangong. And the Peter and Irondale now rest. Ever side so slightly. Yeah. Ever so slightly in the sand, disappearing year after year. That'd be freaking right. hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, that one I found kind of interesting for you, uh, for you space geeks out there. I know uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that Chris over there at Tinfoil Vets and the bar isn't following along on this one. Yeah, no kidding. They're uh, they're slacking on that. Yeah, I know because more likely he'd be talking about like, oh, there's probably extraterrestrial like bacteria and stuff on it. <laughs> Spa- you know, all sorts of space bugs and all this shit. And next thing you know, it's gonna land down and infect the affect the earth that we're all screwed it's gonna be range 15 for real <laughs> just <laughs> mm, gotta get the whiskey to range 15 yeah oh my god <laughs> yes our to ross so anyhow moving along 
Next story we have here comes out of the American Military News, our good old buddies over there. Let me refresh this right quick so that way it actually centers up. There we go. So out of Africa, and this is in the Army portion of American Military News, Nitro team leader was wary of mission before deadly ambush. Ambush. New reports. Preliminary, preliminary findings of the Niger ambush say that a junior officer ordered a mission reroute to the Mali border. Hmm. Yes. They, very they interesting can do that. on this one. Says the leader of the team of American soldiers that was ambushed on October 4th in Niger had warned that the team was not prepared, quote unquote, ill equipped, and not armed with the right intelligence to carry out a raid on the local militant. The New York Times exclusively reported, citing preliminary Department of Defense investigation findings from anonymous sources. Oh, boy. Hmm. Yeah, we know how that goes with the New York Times. Mm, the East okay. Coast Daily Dead Fish Wrapper, just saying. Operational Detachment Alpha Team 3212 was on a routine approved patrol before being redirected to an operation to go on a kill and capture raid for Dune Dune, Down Down, however you pronounce that name, <laughs> Shifu, an ISIS-linked militant believed to be involved in the kidnapping of an American in Mali. One Defense Department official said the leader of Team 3212, Captain Michael Perozani, had planned a day-long trip to meet with tribal elders on October 3rd, but before leaving the base in Oalam, he received orders to reroute toward the Mali border to join in on an operation with a separate assault force targeting Shefu, the New York Times learned. According to the preliminary findings, two Defense Department officials said senior officers in the chain of command believe that Team 3212 was going to meet with tribal leaders only, and they were not aware of a reroute to the Mali border to go after Shefu. The order to reroute was reportedly made by a junior officer with whom the New York Times reporter was filling in for the regional commander on paternity leave. Normally, more senior leaders up the chain command would issue orders to a unit. Hmm. And it goes into some of the actual codes and stuff like that, just basically going into it. So now is this, this uh, what uh, what kind of unit was this? This was like a this special forces? That, or? Uh, this was that special forces unit, the one where the, uh, the one guy was killed and his body was found back in October. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that's Staff Sergeant Brian Black and Sergeant uh, David Johnson. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, those, the, yeah they're from 3rd Special Forces Group. So, yeah. So, with that being said, this is very interesting. So, somehow, some way, somebody just said, fuck what higher up has to say, and we're going to go and do whatever the hell we want. So, instead of staying with what higher decided they wanted, you know, wanted them to do, because they were ill-equipped, now, mind you, this is my interpretation of it, because they were ill-equipped, they decided, eh, you know, juniors on the ground said, no, we're good. We can do it. We're going to reroute them anyhow. By the way, let's say good evening to our Randy out there. Isn't that your buddy? There, hey, that's my, that's one Randy Troop, bud? No, oh, Randy Watch. That's a good buddy of mine that handles all of our uh, apparel and stuff for rattle cans. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's checking in with us. And Inga here. and Erica. Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. here. 
Yep, absolutely. Nice. And I think I Got just shared it. Crowd in here. I think I just shared it to about a hundred different people on my list. Nice. <laughs> well, that's what you gotta do sometimes, you know. So, uh, so, so I was reading this article, and um, uh, Brigadier General was talking on here, saying that uh, that's not consistent with the uh, approvals for this type of mission. Like captains don't have that authority, and it should have been up to the commanders and why they. Um, why they when they push back on the mission, why they didn't red flag the chain of command and all that? They don't understand it, and that doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense to me either. You know, uh, especially being as structured as the military is, and how the chain of command works and all that, and everybody's you know pretty much that's ingrained into them. Uh, how is honestly it, what? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering how is it that that a junior officer that has no authority has the ability to send this reroute, you know, when when he doesn't he, he's not in that position. Honestly, what it, I from how this article reads, what it boils down to is the fact that it was probably a junior officer. Either the guy was prior enlisted and you know, he was a Mustang and this guy is he's got the freaking freedom boner going. He's a you know senior officer on the ground and says, Oh no, we got the means to do it. We're just going to go ahead and do it, despite what you know we've been told. We have the capability to do it. You know, I understand mission first, but you know he it was done for complete lack of regard for his guys' safety and welfare. Now I understand the special ops community. Yeah, safety is not always the biggest thing. You know, we've all seen fucking Black Hawk Down. This is my safety. You know. <laughs> But at the same time, dude, you know, there there has to be a line somewhere where you say, if we do this, it's a freaking suicide mission, and it's not, the benefits don't outweigh the reward of this one way or the other. And that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Hmm. Kind so, of. so is this junior officer at all getting in trouble? Is he being brought up on charges or anything, or...? I hope so. I mean, in all honesty, I'm not seeing anything that says that it's happening. I mean, because we had people killed and, and injured and all that. You know, it's uh, oh, absolutely, like a pretty dude. serious and deal. if so. you ask me, someone should pay the piper for this. Big time. Yeah, you would, uh, you would definitely think so. So I think this may be, you know, this may be a story just of what we're seeing that we got to keep an eye on. You know, definitely follow up on because I'm sorry, dude. Because if that's the case, then someone's head needs to freaking be sitting on the freaking silver platter somewhere. Because that's, uh, yeah, that's a power no go. It doesn't matter what community, whether you're conventional or SOCOM, you know, you, you don't just pull off orders like that without good reason. Hmm. And, and from the way everything's played out, yeah, it. I get the fact that it was a high value target that they were after, but at this point, it yeah, there's no. If they were as ill equipped as what they say they were, yeah, the you know the consequences way way more outweigh than what the reward would have been. Sure, sure. Well, so seem, seems pretty odd. Definitely something we'll have to uh, definitely something we'll have to follow up on because I'm kind of interested to know whether they would actually have uh, uh, charged somebody or something like that uh, for that sort of deal. I mean, 
again, like I said, seems like, you know, with, especially with the loss of lives and all that, and this is back in October, yep. you know, seems like they would have uh, already done something, you know, but, you know, of course they could be doing it all hush-hush too and not saying anything, so. Well, a lot of times, like, you know, a lot of times in circumstances like this, you know, these types of investigations, especially for as deep as this goes, they take a while to investigate. They really do because there are so many aspects to them, you know, and there's so many free, so much red tape, especially when you're dealing with the SOCOM community that you have to work through and fight and everything else just to be able to make sure that you have all the correct facts. And that's the hardest part about it for investigators. So it's going to take a little bit, but I think in the end, you know, everything's going to be hashed out and due justice is going to be served one way or the other. So nice. Just got to have faith in that for, you know, not just for the integrity of, you know, the military justice system, but for that of those four soldiers that we lost. So someone's going to pay pretty deeply. I'm pretty sure of it, but who knows? It might not, it might not be in, it might not be in the limelight. It might be like Josh was saying on the hush, but you know, who knows? We'll have to watch it and follow up on it for sure. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So how, how, how do you, do you think this goes? Balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Oh much man, so. yeah, balls deep. So, all right, moving on. Now, this is a story that comes out of good old our home turf, guys. Good old Oregon. Oh, and don't and, we know about it? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Those those of us within the state, yeah, we are definitely aware where what's going on here. So. Now, mind you, this article is more of a commentary than what it is a story. But the reporter on this, yeah, the guy does a lot of it. He's batting a thousand when it comes to his fact checking. So I consider this person a uh, and reliable source. And if this comes true, I know a lot of people moving out of work. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing about it is that there's more to this story than what's on here that has developed since then, and that I'm going to go over that too. Okay. So this is being reported out of uh, here out of Portland uh, by FM 101 KXL. Uh, says the gun grabbers of Oregon want all the guns, and this was written by our very favorite commentator, Mr. Lars Larson. And his commentary goes as such. The anti-Second Amendment forces have introduced a ballot measure for Oregon that would turn hundreds of thousands of citizens into criminals. The ballot measure would force the confiscation of tens of thousands of pistols and rifles now owned by citizens. It says that any semi-automatic rifle or pistol that is capable of holding more than 10 bullets must be marched down to your local police station and surrendered. Just like the Kaiser required in Germany back in the 30s. If you fail to surrender, you are a felon and can go to prison. It's a ridiculous measure, and I think its sponsors have a hard haul getting the 100,000 or so signatures to put it on the ballot. Even if it makes a ballot, blue state Oregonians can be amazingly conservative on measures. Just check the huge results of the votes on gay marriage and driver's licenses for illegals. If we don't fight this measure, then listen carefully for the jackboots on your front porch. If you can't take the gun out of Oregon. It's right there in the name. <laughs> That's true. This, this is a commentary that I found. Now, there's so many things about this. Now, I know that it was put up for petition, 
and it actually wound up getting uh what was it close to I know it needed what 120,000 signatures to make the ballot. I heard Is it that was correct. I heard it was 88,000 the first time I heard about this to yeah, make ballot. They, it was a number like that. I can't remember if it was 88,000 or not. It, so. was, it was on the ballot at 42I and then it was removed and replaced at 43A or something like that. I don't remember. Gotcha. So, but the thing about it is I know because of the the backlash that this has gotten, essentially what it is is it's not just restricting the magazines and making those illegal. It's making the weapons that have the ability to hold such a, you know, such a magazine, making those illegal as well. But if you actually sit back and read the measure, I've actually sat down and I actually read through it a little bit. Uh, it actually says any weapon that can fire semi-automatically. When it says any weapon, you realize that, you know, and they talk about, they go into the definition of it as being a weapon that doesn't have to be that. They classify a, a semi-automatic as a weapon that mechanically can reload itself. So if you talk about mechanically, that pretty much rules out everything but either single shot or a bolt action or something of that nature. So that in turn will make pretty much every pistol on the market illegal. Revolvers would then be illegal because that, that's mechanical. That is mechanical. Because yeah. Yep, because every time you cock that hammer back to fire it, guess what? You're rotating that cylinder, which has a bullet in there. Mm-hmm. So in turn, that makes it mechanical. And then you also have your semi-automatic rifle, even a semi-automatic hunting rifle. But then they went ahead and tried to change it to the holding the 10 rounds, you know, more than 10 rounds. Well, again, that's most of your shotguns and stuff on the market. You pull the plugs out of them. If you leave the plugs in them and the magazine cylinder, you can only put three rounds in it. And I get that. You can't have any more than three rounds in the state of Oregon for when you're going hunting or whatnot. That's fine, whatever. You can take it out because all it is is just a wooden dowel right? with a plug on it right down the tube. You take that wooden dowel out, and guess what? You can load it up up to 10, you know, depending on the load. Whether you're, you know, on a 12-gauge, yeah, you can, whether you're shooting 2-inch or whatever. You're shooting 2-inch shells, yeah, you get stuff 10 there. You got 3, you're only going to put, what, 7 in it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So that does that. And then you got your handguns. Guess what? What's one of the big things that's legal in Oregon that's not in California? Well, not just uh, not just Oregon, but Oregon, Washington, Idaho, you know, pretty much most of the western United States, minus California. No. Double stack mags. Yep. So, guess what? There's a lot of people that, you know, that's what their firearms came with. You know, I carry, and that's what mine came with. You know, I got two freaking 14-round mags for my freaking... Uh, for my 45 that I carry. Yeah, and I've and, got... you know, it's... I've got two 12-round 12, uh, 12 mags, you know, they... Yeah, it, and for it's my nine, hard so. to find... It's hard to find a single-stack mag in those types of weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're shooting, like, carrying an old-school 1911, but even then, it's still, you know, it's still legal because it's semi-automatic because right. the firing of the weapon then jacks that round out and re-racks the next one into the pipe. Yep. So, you know, 
honestly, I don't believe it's going to get the backing. I think it's going to find its way getting not making its way onto the ballot. And from a lot of the reports I've heard since this article has come out and since this has all come out, that it's pretty much falling on its face. It's not it. The deadline is this week, this Thursday, and they're not even halfway to the signatures that they need to put it on the ballot. That's what I've heard. So keep fingers crossed guys out there in the West coast. Uh, Yeah. I personally hope this does not go through. And, you well, they, know, there's a lot we can go into on the gun debate on this, but, you know, and if uh, it, yeah. If it even got it. close, I know that Washington is going to get very flooded with people. Yeah, but even even right. Washington's, you know, could be the same way, too. I mean, it's, it's very similar politically between uh, Washington and Oregon. So I, I don't necessarily think that Washington's going to be, you know, any better because once Oregon passes it, Washington's going to go pass it, you know. Now, I don't think yep. that Oregon's going to. I don't think I don't they're going to get enough. I don't think it's going to happen. It's just going to be one of those ones that's like, hey, check us out. We're rallying. It, hey, yeah. there's only three people now. Ex- Fuck. Exactly. It's, uh-oh. <laughs> there it went. You just Yo, did it. You damn just it. Did it. Sorry, you Mom. Just did it. He did it. He did it. I did not. Mom's listening. I apologize. This time it wasn't a forced one. That was me. Um, it was, yep. Way to go, Carl. Time, so. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I'm blaming you. <laughs> you can blame me all you want, but... <laughs> <laughs> nope, that was all you, brother. That was all you, man. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, what are you trying to leave us with? Freaking muskets? I mean, yes, yeah. we're gonna know. have elephant muskets. They're gonna go around peppering everybody. Screw killing them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I fired a shot. Hold on a second. Paper, powder, ball, cram, boom. Right. Wait a second. Wait a second. 30 seconds later. Hey, you, ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> you ever see that movie Glory with uh, Matthew Broderick and Denzel Washington oh, yeah. and Morgan Freeman? Probably oh, yeah. pieces yeah. of it, I'm sure. They're sitting there on the gun line and, you know, they're on the firing line and stuff. And Matthew Broderick makes a comment. A well-trained soldier can fire three rounds in a minute. <laughs> three rounds of out of a musket in, in under a minute. Well, you know, some of those guys, yeah. some of those guys that used to do that used to double ball and double powder. And take out two people at once. Right. They wanted to get smart. Then they'll ban those two once they figure that shit out. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> one for one, two for three. Yeah, forty-eight for free. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, three fifty out the door. I mean, again, this this goes back to the conversations we've been having about uh, you know weapons and all that. And, and we talked last week a little bit about that one story we ran with the gal that went to New York and got arrested. Oh yeah, yeah so she had her pistol yeah. and all that good stuff. You know, it's it's. It is just crazy why they continually think that the weapon itself is the problem. It's not. The thing is, is is as you continue to create these laws, which, by the way, well, again, like we talked about, we already have laws in the books. We have Uh laws that say that you can't murder people, you can't hurt other people, you can't assault them, Uh you know, do all these different things, and yet they want to make more laws to say, oh, well, now we're going to take this away from you. We're going to take that away from you and all that. Well, it's not going to matter worth a shit. It's True. not going to matter because the people who follow the laws are the people who are on the right side of the law. The people who don't follow the laws didn't follow the laws to begin with, so what the hell does it matter? And the people that don't follow the law about it either probably have scratched off serial numbers. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, 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 Erica, you're exactly right. 
What, 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 oh, hello. Erica says uh, it's the idiot behind the weapon, and that's yep. exactly that's exactly what it is. You know, we we live in this society of of nobody has to actually be responsible for themselves, and uh, and it's a bunch of horse shit. Um, I heard a uh, I heard another article uh, that had something to do with uh, a state that is trying to make grandparents be responsible for child support of uh, of a child. What so, the f- if you have what? A seven, are you serious? Yeah. So if you have a say a seventeen year old son and he gets a girl pregnant. And, you know, he doesn't have a job, whatever else. The grandparents would be responsible because they're, you know, his parents. Oh, hold on to... a second. I got to pick my job back up. What the f- yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this what? is. Yes. This is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. This is the kind of stupid shit of not holding anybody responsible for their own freaking actions. Okay. Oh, but how come God, I can censor myself today? See this? I can censor myself today. But any other day. But but last weekend, there was no way. It would just no, it would just come no, fly. Dude. You guys were off the chain last week. It was it was completely <laughs> completely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Goddamn Algorians. <laughs> uh yeah, so it's it, it, all these stupid things are just bullshit. And where the hell they're pulling them out of their asses from? Ugh. I have no clue. It's the stinkiest, the- darkest, deepest depths of their ass. Right. <laughs> the, the fact is, is that as long as people are people, they need to be held responsible for their actions. Right. Okay. That's it. That's it. Once you become a adult or you know a young adult or whatever else, guess what? You're being held liable for your actions. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is oh, your absolutely. problem. It's not even an adult, in- though. It's not even an adult. It should be when you're a teenager. It's like, you know, oh, so myself. I said, so I said young adult. Young adult. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. All I heard was adult. Uh, I, I wish I would have. Smart. Adult. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Inga. <laughs> Inga. I swear I punched these damn kids in the throat. And, and right. Erica says, uh, oh, it's not my fault. Hey. Oh, huh, that's funny. Did Carl say that earlier about dropping the f bomb? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, right? Yeah, Carl, you're you're one of those, aren't you? No, <laughs> I take fault now when I know when I was wrong. I used to not. Yeah, yeah, you're one no. of those deplorables, man. But just saying. But then the thing no. is, is that you learn, right? You yeah. learn from the mistakes. Which is what we all do. I just wish I would have fucked up when I was a teen and quote unquote. You know. Oh, there he goes again. Yep, another f bomb. I don't uh, care anymore. Another one. No, you don't I care. I don't care anymore. You hear that, she mom? Can, yeah. Mom, he doesn't care about she can it. Slap me. Him, she can slap better me next him. time. Uh, you better double slap him. No, please. She already broke one tooth. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah. Twice. Twice. For six weeks. <laughs> Straight. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> back Muller. Oh, my Pickle God. Rick. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but... Says he threw it out there. Oh, and I'm pretty Uh-oh. sure that. <laughs> uh, your woman says uh, no more f bombs, and we're supposed to charge you five dollars each time now. Shit. No, no, <laughs> no it's it's five dollars in a tree face surcharge. Three fifty. Tree fifty. What do you want from us, Martha? <laughs> and Martha bent down and said. I need about three fitting. <laughs> I don't care, Inga. You're never gonna come over and bring me tacos anyway, so I thought you banned him from tacos last week anyways, Inga. I had, yeah, I had Erica, tacos. Erica gets um the kids get um I don't give a shit. Carl doesn't get none. I don't care. All right. So all right guys. Well at this time we're gonna go ahead and take a quick music break and we will come back with our dummy of the week as soon as we come back. 
So be sure to keep listening to us right here on VRS. when it comes to veteran apparel but the only way you're going to truly know which one you like and which one feels best for you is if you check them all out so i'm asking you go to threatcon5clothing.com and check out our wide variety of hats hoodies stickers and of course t-shirts that's www.threatcon5clothing.com american made combat veteran approved and don't forget wear the grenade Jade up here from BB Nation Radio. 
speak with you about our friends over at WarriorPoint. Warrior Point is a nonprofit organization focused on bringing veterans together to help service members from all branches and all areas of service to help rebuild the camaraderie forged between service members during their time in the military. And Warrior Point strives to accomplish their mission just like you do during your time of service. There's no fees to join and it's 100% free. So log on to WarriorPoint with an E.org and become one of the uncommon few. Why does it always take the hard times to get people back together again? But I believe in America. I believe in America. One nation under God, still proud and strong. And we are back. Thank you again to our sponsors over there at ThreatCom5Clothing.com. That's ThreatCon with the number 5.Clothing.com. As well as our buddies over there at WarriorPoint, WarriorPoint with an E.org. Go ahead and click over and visit those guys so you can become one of the uncommon few. And what the hell are you giggling about over there, Josh? I swear to God, Mitchell. <laughs> I swear to God. Your, your connection keeps uh, fluttering. And, uh, and when you were at the warrior point with the E. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> it was awesome. Nice. So uh, the things we get to hear on this side, so you don't get For those of you guys here. listening, we've been centered, bannering back and forth on the uh, on the chat. Since I'm out here in Arkansas, I got to have my mic muted for the uh, for during the commercials and for the music break and everything else. We're centering, battering back and forth between the studio and myself here on the Spreaker app. And uh, someone mentioned something about moonshine. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I got some. Oh, crap, I forgot I left it in the studio fridge. And next thing you know, Carl's running over. I could see Carl on camera running over to the fridge. It's Josh's <laughs> point out. It's in there. It's in there. <laughs> 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 and no, that's, uh, that's water in the cup, I promise. So I have to drive home. Right now. <laughs> so, anyhow, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's get into our W of the Week. I'll spell it for you. D-U-M-M-Y. Shut up, dummy. You big dummy. For every man, there's a woman. And for every dummy, there's a dummy. Dummy. And now, your Dummy of the Week on BB Nation Radio. All right, this week's Dummy of the Week comes to us right out of Fox News. And this one actually comes out of JFK out there in good old New York City, JFK Airport. Airline employee caught at JFK Airport allegedly smuggling cocaine. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. An airline crew member was caught by U.S. Customs and Border Protection allegedly trying to smuggle cocaine through John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York City. Allegedly. Last week, <laughs> Fly Jamaica <laughs> Last week, Fly Jamaica Airways employee Hugh Hall arrived at JFK Airport March 17th on a flight from Montego Bay, Jamaica. Hall, a Jamaican citizen, went through security inspection at the New York City Airport where customs officers Four packages containing white powder taped to his legs, officials said. 
The powder reportedly <laughs> tested positive for cocaine. Nine pounds of the illicit substance wow. was found among the four packages. The street value was approximated at $160,000, ABC7 reports. Hall now faces federal narcotic smuggling charges. According to oh, acting director of CBP's New York field operations, Leon Howard was proud of customs officers' findings. This seizure is another example of our CBP officers being ever vigilant in protecting the United States from the distribution of illicit drugs, Hayward said. This is not the first time JFK Airport has caught a person attempting to smuggle uh, cocaine by taping bags to their legs. Almost exactly one year ago, two people were caught with five and ten pounds of coke respectively strapped to their legs. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know those guys are sitting in, in, in their cells right now awaiting their trials and trying to go, God, I should have smuggled that somewhere else. <laughs> oh, my God. So Morgan chimes in on the chat and says, Ha, smuggling white stuff between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I, you know, that would have been so much better if it would have been her, you know, smuggling between her legs. Yeah, <laughs> that just would have been the topper. Raymond Trueblood uh, over there checks in, and he's laughing his ass off, apparently. No, oh, I know, right? But, man, I, why? If you're going to go, uh, this one is almost right up there with the soldier that tried to go on the Caribbean cruise out of New Orleans here oh, a few yeah. weeks ago. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the, um, the AWOL one. <laughs> is that yeah. the one? Yeah, yeah, that was but, it. But here's my thing. If you're going to sit there and you're going to try smuggling drugs into the country, you're going to put... What was that? Four kilo, four packages, nine pounds. So that's what four kilos, somewhere around yeah. there. You're gonna strap four kilos to your freaking leg, and if you look at the picture of it, the guy's got like boxer briefs, and he's got like ace wrap around his freaking legs. You know, strapping the stuff to his legs. Nobody's you gonna notice it, that. Yeah, nobody's gonna notice. Hey, dude, why your freaking you know why your thighs and your calves all square? But ah, your body is because I work out, bro. I was gonna say I work out, bro. I'm big and Just big and tough, bro. Big and tough. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else for a second, Carl. You did be proud there. Oh. Thought you're gonna thought you're gonna quote Rocco off of range fifteen again. Big as fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when we got Gavin to say that. Oh my god. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that one. But uh, what possesses somebody to do this? Okay, first really? off, he taped it to his leg. Isn't that like some old, like, 90s, 80s, you know, like, movie that they get caught? And there are other places better Dude, to snuggle it, it to their leg than to their damn legs. I think it's more like the 60s or something, dude, because, some like you that, know, I don't know. At least the pants were a little bit baggier back then. Uh, I guess they could have done it in the 90s when everyone was wearing Jinkos and shit, but, you know, it's. <laughs> uh... But now, you know, now in the skinny jeans. Era? Yeah, dude, not gonna happen. What the hell was that? Not gonna happen. I heard it. What the hell was what? <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yes. <laughs> yes <there it> is. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Charlie Murphy. Oh, <laughs> Rick James, bitch. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> it's a celebration. <laughs> oh, it's a celebration, man. Charlie Murphy. You're right. Yeah. So, so seriously though, like these people, and and you have to wonder too. Like he got caught, 
how many other people have been coming through and doing this sort of thing and not been caught? You know, and and for just, every one, for every one, there's like fifteen or so, I think it is, or well, ones that you hear about, so, anyways. Well, and there's all the ones with the you know the swallow the balloons or shove them or whatever. Yeah, because swallowing a balloon, a latex balloon of cocaine, and burst at you know <laughs> three thousand feet, he's an OD right there, in the, you know, because that's smart. Well, again, or sitting wrong and bursting, you know. Right. Woo. Yeah. Well, I just, at least Joe's there, not in the back door. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Back door. Ah, uh, uh, go ahead and finish it yeah. up. I'm sure she's backdoor right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're so oh man, I got people blowing up my freaking messenger right now. Blowing uh -oh. your messenger. They're blowing your messenger. Yeah, they're blowing my messenger up. Blowing it up. Blowing it up. Blow. Blowing it. Speaking, yeah, speaking of blow. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that. I found nine. <laughs> Montego uh, Bay, right. Jamaica, huh? What? That's what where he came from. Oh, man. And he was taped to his legs. What a sad, sad day, Spooby. Yeah, sad day, T-Dexy. T-Dexy. Sad, sad day. Hey, don't call me Spooby. Oh, man. <laughs> Good old T-Rex Alright, well anyhow So that takes us out of our W of the Week And concludes our news portion of the program So now we're perfect gonna timing Keep going Justin Keep talking <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> There's a place in Jamaica <laughs> where you ship for big old keys to New York City. <laughs> you wanna go to get away from it all. In Montego Bay. I think they say do they say Montego Bay? They do in the in the course. Yeah. yeah. Taping cocaine to my leg. I'm gonna go to uh, America. Here, here it comes, here it comes. Ooh, I wanna tape it to my leg. And I'll get caught by Speaking of drugs, didn't we have a little chit-chat during pre-production about... You know, certain shows and everything else back in the 90s, you know, at least those of us that grew up around the Portland area, listen to what station was that? Uh, oh, yeah, Z100. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about smoking stuff through a uh, dead dinosaur's head or something. <laughs> evil Barney. <laughs> I'm evil <it>? Barney. <laughs> John, do you, can you find that sound clip again, man? The, the, the second one? Yeah. Oh, the one about Baby Bop. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Hey, this out. My brother just come in from out of town, right? And I told him that he hadn't heard anything until he heard Barney. Oh, is he a fan of Barney the Dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, of course. What is your brother's name? His name's Lamont. Hello, Lamont. This is Evil Barney. I hope you're having a super de duper time in Portland. <laughs> Say, this is just for you and me, Lamont, but if you'd like to talk to me off the air, Evil Barney knows where all the cheap, clean hookers are. 
That's right. For $20, I'll take you to a hoe in a show. <laughs> it's fantastic. Where's Lamont from? Chicago, Illinois. Ah, Chicago. <laughs> I went to Chicago once. Uh -oh. Boy, was Mrs. Barney mad when I came home with crabs. <laughs> What, what, what side of Chicago? South side? South uh, side, baby! Are you Cabrini Green? For show! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, if I ever come to the south side of Chicago, I'll look you up. Hey, you know, man, do that, man. Baby Bop's not on the show anymore because we went to the north side of Chicago and Baby Bop was shot and those evil people made a bong out of her head. There it is. Oh, God. Say, would anyone like another nose hit out of a Baby Bop's skull? <laughs> now, don't forget to put your thumbs in the eye holes because that's the carburetor. <laughs> hey, Lamont, welcome to Portland. I hope you have a nice time. Oh, man. Those guys, freaking back in the day in Nelson Zoo. Holy crap. Oh, my God. You want to talk about shenanigans, dude? That, that was it. That was a definition of it. Dude, that uh, three CD set there, the uh, 15 years of crap that they uh, put out, I mean, there is so much stuff on that that is just funnier and shit. There's the uh, the crazy Egyptian woman. We were oh. listening to that right, <laughs> we were... right before the show started. <laughs> right. Oh, God. It is just so damn funny. Uh, you know, I wish those guys were still around. I know. Uh, oh, and then uh, you got you got Bimbo number five. Oh yeah, Bill Clinton. Well, we, well, we played a little bit of clip of that one. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's always a good classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, was... it's kind of funny because you talk about Bimbo number five. That was actually one of the things I got to do this weekend too. Was I got to go Bimbo visit uh, good old Slick Willie's uh, presidential uh, <laughs> library right here in Little Rock, and I tell you what, man, still couldn't find a damn cigar exhibit. That pissed me off. I couldn't find it. <laughs> So, you know, and, and when I went into the mock, uh, the mock Oval Office, you know, they didn't have the robot Monica under the desk. You know, that's still, I'm disappointed, dude. I'm very disappointed they didn't have that there. So, oh, Jesus. but who knows? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Bill can give us some pointers, you know, talk about Bimbo number five, just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he might be able to. Maybe. If he'll chime in on it. Oh, uh... As a matter of fact, my condoms do have the presidential seal on them. Hey, <laughs> want to see the Eagles beat get real big? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Good times, good times. Those, so. yeah, those were the guys. You know, there was a certain point in time that my mom actually told me I was not allowed to listen to that show. That doesn't surprise really? me. Really? No. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, and I wasn't allowed to listen to that show. Dude, that was like Portland pop culture back then, dude. But that see, was yeah, the, you had that was mandatory listening, dude. Anybody that was everybody listening to that shit. My buddy used to record that stuff on his little uh, um, Home Alone tape recorder, and he nice. let me listen to it. Speaking of uh, pop culture and all that, um, you know, my daughter and I are heading up towards uh, Seattle here this week and uh, spending the spring break up that direction. And uh, one of the things we are going to be heading to is the Museum of Pop Culture. Cool. Which is uh, nice. just up there down at the base of the uh, Space Needle. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the old uh, EMP uh, music uh, museum up there. But they've got, I guess they've just got a shit ton of stuff, uh, you know, from science fiction and, I mean, 
everything, just, you know, all the different pop culture things that, that, you know, have gone on in the last, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever. That should be uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, it should be pretty neat. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to it, heading out uh, first thing in the morning there and, and doing that, hitting up the, the water park for a couple of days and just uh, just having a great time. So, um, yeah, good fun. God, man, that should be fun. I'd like to go spend a week up in Seattle. Yeah, you need to go work or something, don't you? We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, he's trying to say you need to get a job first, bro. I had one. Just say you, Yeah, had, had mm-hmm. being the operative phrase. And then, yeah, we'll go into it. So. <laughs> what is this? What? You want to... Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Josh needs that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, holy shit damn. now i've i've got a nice little uh bead embedded in uh waste uh waste connections out there I oh think yeah the uh 21 21 feet an hour hey there you go wait Is, wait are you huh wait did carl just say he had uh, a bead locked in below the waste <laughs> well it's not so much of a bead eric i'll tell you that <laughs> uh, oh, you're the one that said it was a bead, dude. I, I don't want to know about your your backdoor stuff. Just saying, back you know, Mister <laughs> Not anymore. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, dude. For you saw the uh, the gnarliness of that uh, one. I think, and I think pretty... uh, that one actually warrants being put up on the page, dude. You think so? That. You think it's worthy? Wow. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Dude, if that, that thing was like, what did you say it was? Like a centimeter into your sinus cavity? The root was bulging out through that? Yeah, it was up in there, and he probably spent... He's actually probably listening to the show tonight, too, because he himself, uh, Marine Corps vet, so... Nice. Right on. Um, I, God, I got to do something about business cards or something, maybe on down the line. Yeah, you should make some of those up. Uh, actually, you know mm-hmm. what? Erica's in the print shop all day long. She makes all kinds of crazy stuff. She did them for rattle cans. I could talk to her about. Uh, there you go. Possibly doing some for this yeah, if she feels like legit. doing it. Well, you know, with all the five dollar fines uh, for uh, dropping the f bomb, I think we could easily pay for it. So you know, yep, I only easily. had two. <laughs> okay, I only had two. That's ten bucks so far. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do it too. I wanted to make it number three, but I was like, "Screw it!" Go uh, for five. Shall we make it five? Fuck your couch. Oh, you said it again. I did not. Fuck your couch. There you go. That's four. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Like freaking, you know, I'll, I'll just say here and be like the dude on freaking. Uh, what was that? Super Troopers. Where you stand there over the freaking car counting how many times the guy says meow to the dude. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? Oh, mimbly bimbly jumping from me, from limb to limb. Am I drinking sauce from a, am I drinking milk from a saucer? Wow, I'm glad you said that one right. Yeah, no shit, right? I mean, if now you, where I you know how fast he was going. made him more illiterate. 
<laughs> Mal, you know how fast you were going. <laughs> hey, that second one's coming out, dude, and I'm excited. And what day does it come out? On 420. 420. That's right. Yeah, go figure. Littering in, littering in. Littering in. Smoking the reefer. Candy bars. Snozberries <laughs> tastes like snozberries. You boys like Mexico? Woo! <laughs> Oh man, my favorite all-time favorite line in that whole thing is when they're shooting him with uh he's standing there with his metal cup on. How you feel, rabbit? <laughs> I can't say it cuz it's got the F bomb in it. Oh, come on, say it. Just say it. Get enough to fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and there's 15. That's right. <laughs> no, 25, remember. Don't do that. <laughs> nope, too late. Larry counted. <laughs> you will respect my authority. <laughs> Back in my oh, day, the rookie got yeah. naked and we used blanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think it's about time we go ahead and shut this thing down for the night. So thank you again to our sponsors over there at threatcom5clothing.com. Appreciate you guys over there, Bulldog, as well as the rest of the staff. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Warrior Point, Warrior Point with an E dot org. Hey, while uh, we're, uh, Justin, while we're uh, giving a shout out to uh, Threatcon 5 Clothing, I'd just like to say that, you know, I got my uh, my hoodie. Oh, yeah. And my uh, t shirt, which, yeah. which I'm wearing right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Screw you guys. That's I haven't it. been able to get to mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Carl, did you ever order one? No, I told you that. Hey, well, luckily, I believe there's a guy that uh, has some. I'll have to hit oh, him yeah, up when yeah. he gets back. That guy right there. Yeah, that but he, guy. But, he, but he's charging you double, so. Of course. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you know, naturally. Oh, yeah, and 350 surcharge. Oh, yeah, 350 surcharge, for sure. Inga says she got hers, so that's good. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Everyone that ordered theirs has gotten theirs already, so I've gotten lots of pictures from lots of folks that have gotten theirs so far, so I'm trying to, trying to build a collaboration of everyone that's gotten theirs so that we can put them up on the page and send those to Chad over there at Threatcom 5 so that way, you know, oh. you can see that customers are happy with the product. Yes, he does so, a very wonderful job. I was sitting here looking through his page the other day. It the, He's got some really good stuff up there and it looks like it's very comfortable and very wearable. It is. I, I've been wearing that hoodie all week long. <clears throat> and, it's um, so comfortable. Very tough, so <laughs> that's awesome. So, right on, guys. So, all right. Well, with that being said, again, thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you to all the Facebook fans and whatnot that have been sharing the shit out of our show on their pages, as well as all you fans of BB Nation Radio. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Check this out here every week. We can't do it without you guys. Thank you for making us the number one podcast on VRS. And here very soon, we are going to be switching over to a full broadcast. That's still in the works, but it is coming very soon. So we got that going, as well as be on the watch out for our next uh, next apparel run. Is We're going to have another BB Nation shirt coming out, but we're going to do something a little different, some a little bit crazier, and some that's uh, a little bit more on the lighter side of things versus the first run. So... It'll be good. It'll be cool. So be on the watch out for that. So with that being said, I am J-Dub with my host, co-host Carl, Carl, as well as our producer, the high-tech redneck, good old Josh. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's three times. Uh, I never play that at the end, but okay.
Yeah, right? So it's all good. So anyhow, be sure to check out the rest of our shows, Strikecom 5 Radio, Reality Check, uh, Hellbound with Halos, Bear News, and so many, many more right here on VRS. And we will see you guys here next week, same time, same channel. And until then, have a good night, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of BB Nation Radio right here on VRS.